You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode and so excited to interview someone who actually before this call um, found that we have so much in common and I love talking with her. And actually, we just said, um, or actually more me just said that (laughs) I'm going to meet her, you know, when the borders open up, we're going to meet, we're going to have champagne and we're going to celebrate life together because she is seriously incredible. And I'm so excited for you you to hear from her. So I'm here to welcome Miss Amber uh, Romanak. Romaniak. Romaniak. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Amber Romaniak. I have been literally looking at your name forever trying like, okay, like, you know, like, I was saying it over to myself. I was like, Romanak, Romanak, Romaniak. Okay. We got I've it. I've heard it all. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> well, my name being Farron, I hear like, People are I'm like, sure. Sharon, and I'm like, sure, you can call me whatever you <laughs> <Yeah>. want. <here." laughs> but Amber is an emotional eating, digestive and hormone expert who helps professional women achieve optimal health through mindful eating, self-care and overcoming self-sabotage with food. She has her own podcast, which is so awesome. Uh, the No Sugar Coating Podcast, which has a million downloads and she has appeared on local TV 50 times in the last three years, which is freaking incredible. Um, and she has, Amber has overcame her own emotional eating after gaining and losing more than a thousand pounds and spending over $50,000 on binge foods and spending five years balancing her hormones and digestion. Now she helps others achieve body freedom. So they have the confidence and health to create amazing lives. So what's crazy is when I was reading this, when you sent me, you know, like your bio and I'm looking through this and I see you on Instagram, but the thousand pound, like I got chills on two things. I got chills mm-hmm. for th- a thousand pounds. Cause like, Whoa, you know, like that's, insane. And I got chills on, you said, helping others achieve body freedom. And I have never heard that before. And I was like, that sounds amazing. So let's just like, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us how you got started. And then we'll dive into that. And thank you for having me. And I'm glad that those things stood out because for me, yeah, it was just like, all growing up, there was just a series of events that happened that shaped my relationship with food and my body. And so it started when I was five, my first day on the bus, I got called fat and ugly by the older boys. And then just like everybody was making fun of me. And that made me very insecure. And it made me insecure with my weight and my body. And then growing up, like I revolved so much of my focus around food, because my mom and I shared a very food based relationship, because she had a food addiction and was very much into sweets and treats and, um, you know, emotional eating because she really had a lot of emotional struggles dealing with multiple sclerosis and a lot of the, you know, experiences that she was going through at that time. And so one of the ways for her to compensate if we couldn't do something together because she wasn't physically able was food. And so then I just like, there was always processed junk foods available. I could eat as much as I wanted. I didn't know portions. Like it was just readily available and I thought it was normal. And then of course, you know, you hit 10, 11, 12 years old, you start reading teen magazines, you start watching television more and movies and music videos, and you get exposed to the entertainment industry and you, you start being conditioned that like, 
my body should look this certain way. I should fit into a box. And if my body doesn't look this certain way, uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to have money. I'm not going to get attention. And so the diets start being pushed on you, the restriction, right? You don't realize everything that you're, that for imagery and content that's being shoved in your face is edited and photoshopped. You think these women actually look like this. So then we get hard on ourselves. And then we're taught the only way to lose weight and be happy is to go on a diet and exercise more. And so that whole cycle of restriction and dieting through my teens, right into my early twenties. And then the binge eating really got intense in my early twenties when I was just like, I really want to look a certain way. I'm ready to get my goal, but like my body, this goal weight, right? Like it's time. And so I heavily restricted and lost weight really fast, exercise like two hours a day, reached the goal weight, was not any happier. Like we, we just convince ourselves that that's going to fix everything and it doesn't. And it made me more critical. And I picked myself apart more and my cycle disappeared because I actually lost too much weight. And now I couldn't keep restricting and eating, you know, only a thousand calories a day and working out for two hours a day. So one day it was like, I went to this barbecue and there was like ice cream cake and just all these foods that I wasn't allowing myself to have. And I had a little bit, and it's like this, I had this high moment and this pleasure moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And then I'm like, oh, I screwed up my diets. I'm just going to eat whatever I want and I'll get back on track tomorrow. And that was the first like memorable binge that I had where I just completely lost control and way over eight. And then the next day I'm at the gym, like panicking, working out really hard to try and like make up for the caloric consumption. And that just fueled really intensive binge eating for like a couple of years where I gained now 60 pounds. I was the heaviest that I had ever been. I would felt so ashamed in my body and just like wanted to hide at home and eat and literally watch movies and numb out from my reality because I just wished I was the character in the movie because I was so unhappy. Um, and really for me, that cycle went on for a couple of years and I was like chasing diets that I thought would fix it and, you know, quick fixes. And I just need to have more willpower and exercise more, but I was just so out of control with food. And so for me, my low point that I really needed to happen was a night where I'd finished a binge and, I just was really scared for my life and my health. Cause I thought if I'm this hard on my body now, like I went through binging and purging for six months and I'm just binging and like, so bloated and so much pain. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make 30 and I, cause I was only 21 at the time. And I'm just thinking, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it cause I'm being so hard on my body. And I was just, you know, like, okay, well, if this is the last time I'm going to do this, you know, maybe I'll just finish the food. And then tomorrow I'll really start to figure out what's going on. And so I'd thrown the food in the garbage can because I always did that because then I wouldn't go and eat it. But this time I did, I went and I dug through the garbage and I pulled out the cookies and I ate them. And then I just sat on the floor and just cried. I felt so embarrassed and ashamed. I just couldn't believe what I had just done. It was just, it was so heavy and I was so overwhelmed and had no idea like why this was happening. And I needed it to happen because it was the motivator that I needed to um, push the fear of the unknown of who would I be if I tried to heal this out of the way, because the suffering, I was tolerating the suffering because I was like, who would I be without food? Who would I be if I wasn't like hating my body and obsessed with like losing weight? So it was like thinking of filling that void was scary. But then I was like, I don't care what it takes. I can't keep doing this. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to like be broke and just have this be my life. This is not okay. And that's really what 
kind of like motivated me to go, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to figure this out. I have to. And so from there, I really started learning about food and the addictive qualities of refined sugar and that it's 10 times more addictive than cocaine. I, that blew my mind to learn that, that it wasn't me. And then learning how, like how I was sensitive to dairy and wheat and they were making me bloated and giving me brain fog and impacting my mood. And like the casein in dairy also excites opioid like receptors in the brain. Like it blew my mind and there's the highest level of casein in cheese. And I'd always lose control with cheese. So first I learned about food and the food industry and the corruption in that. And it really helped empower me to start changing the way that I ate, eating in a more nourishing way. But then I still wanted to binge and then realized there was this emotional void, this lack of self-love. And so I really started to build a self-care routine. I started to understand what was triggering me to eat. I started to allow myself to feel my emotions. And as I started to really go into that phase of the journey, my desire to emotionally eat went away because I was filling the void. I was nourishing my body. I was feeling my emotions and using healthy ways to cope with the stress. And then the last kind of level of the journey was recognizing my intuition. I had a strong intuition. I am an empath. I feel and learning how to manage my energy. Um, and as I was doing that, then I was, you know, balancing my hormones, balancing my digestive system. And that's what really inspired me to start my business is because I'm like, if I struggled with my body image, this much and, uh, you know, binge eating, binging and purging food addiction, like how many other women are struggling, whether like less severe than me, the same as me or worse than me. And I have the brain of the addict. I know what they're going through. This is what I want to do. So healing inspired me to start my business. I got a um, natural nutrition diploma as well. And like just brought all together. And here we are eight years later and been coaching women all over the world and podcasting and like connecting with incredible women like you. Like it's just been the biggest gift to go through all of that. Um, that's seriously incredible. And to hear from your, like you went pretty much what to the lowest of the lows yeah. and then you had to make that decision. Like that's a pivotal point in your life. Like, am I going to keep going, you know, and to just stay in this low or am I going to come out of this? Mm -hmm. So how did you, like, how did you, you know, at that initial, you know, cry, I get, it's weird when you tell, you tell that story so well, crying with the cookies and, and I'm willing to bet every woman, everybody that listens mm -hmm. to this, we've all had that, like, I yeah. just took something out of the trash can moment or like, maybe, you know, or you, or you threw it and you're like, I'm not going to eat it. You know, how many times you put something back in the refrigerator and then you go in and you get it, you binge eat it, the whole thing. And then you hate yeah. yourself. Like the issue is that you hate yourself afterwards. Yeah. And so, you know, for you, like when you, you know, crying, you know, with the cookies afterwards, like, what did it take? Like, was it like, okay, next day, like a oh, shoot, I can't do this. You know, like, did you have a coming to Jesus moment with yourself? Like, <laughs> Okay, what's it going to be, Amber? You know, like, what did that take? Yeah, it really was that moment because I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to change this. I know this isn't normal. This isn't okay for me to keep doing, but it was just like the fear of the unknown of like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to deal with binge eating. I don't know how to deal with my emotions. I don't know how to eat properly. I don't, I'm not very good in the kitchen. Like it was just so many things that I just had no clue about. And so it was just, it felt so daunting to like, literally, I just described as being on the edge of the jungle with like this tiny little knife. And now I have to like find my way through the jungle and just make my own path. Because for me, my intuition is just like, 
no one's going to help you with this. You have to do this on your own. And part of it was because I didn't have money to spend to like get help. I saw a psychologist once. She pretty much just told me to don't go to the store and buy the food and just love yourself. So it didn't feel safe. And then there's just something within me that's like, you're going to figure this out on your own. Trust this. I know it's going to have its ups and downs. And I just trusted it. I trusted myself. I trusted my higher self. I, I trusted in, you know, the universe or God, like it just, I knew that something good had to come out of what I'd gone through. So when I realized that I had to stop being fearful of the unknown and that I couldn't have any more of those garbage can moments, it really motivated, inspired me to, to move forward. I didn't go, I'm not never going to binge again because I'm like, well, I could binge tomorrow, but I'm, I'm going to just like start taking steps to understand why I'm doing it and move toward that. And that really helped me build awareness of my triggers. I started making a list and I put it in every room in, in my apartment at the time so that I would like be able to stop and be like, Hey, am I triggered? Is anything here triggering me? Mm-hmm. And that helped me build awareness, building a self-care routine where I could like meditate and breathe and do yoga and journal and start exploring my feelings. Like all of that, as I stepped into it, the unfamiliarity that I had feared in the beginning started to feel more comfortable, but yeah, I needed the garbage can moment to happen to like hit that low and be like, I can't keep doing this. This, this is not a happy life. It's not a healthy life. Right. Um, what do you, you know, you said about the triggers. That's so good because that, you know, understanding your triggers, you know, I work a lot with, you know, people in health and fitness. And I think that is, you know, it is easy to go back to your old ways. Yeah. And so like, what totally. do you find, you know, you've helped so many people. What is, what are like tri- like the biggest triggers that you see for people? Definitely. So I would say the biggest triggers are overwhelm because people overbook their schedules too much. I see a lot of people pleasers and perfectionist mentalities. And so they're saying yes to everyone else and no to themselves. And then they push themselves to exhaustion and overwhelm. So that's a huge trigger. Fatigue is a huge trigger because when we're tired, we skew our hunger hormones and we produce more ghrelin, which makes us hungry and less leptin, which is the signal that makes us full. And so when you're tired, you just, you know, and you're not aware and you're eating empty calorie foods all day, like you're never satiated and satisfied. So um, learning how to support your blood sugar through that trigger is really important. Um, Watching TV and eating is another huge trigger because we can eat up to 40% more mindlessly eating while we're watching TV or working. Um, And I find TV is just as much of a numbing mechanism as food is. People watch it to check out of their own reality and into one that just doesn't exist. Um, And so I think it's so important that people set healthy boundaries with food and stop eating in front of the TV and start eating at the kitchen table. And you can go to that afterward. Um, I find the scale is a huge emotional eating trigger because especially us women will get so caught up in like, I'm going to follow this diet and then it's going to give me X results. And then we expect that every day the scale should go down. And when you get on the scale and it hasn't gone down or it's gone up because you've put your worth and your emphasis into the number, you freak out, you get upset. And then you just get into that, like, screw it. I don't care mentality. And then you go and eat all the things that you were not allowing yourself to have. Right. So that weight scale and then the rebellion, because you restricted too much. So I find those are some of the most common triggers. There's more like sugar, right? If we eating too much sugar, then you crave it more. You want to eat it more, but the list really goes on. I love that you said about the scale. Um, and I don't know if men have the same thing, but like, cause I'll tell my husband, cause I won't step on the scale yeah. because especially after a weekend, like if I know I ate bad or I, I like have this gut feeling like, mm, I'm probably not where I want to be. 
And yeah. I know I, if I step on that scale, it, in our brains, it doesn't push, you would think it would push you to be like, oh, I'm five pounds over. I should, you know, maybe it, it doesn't. It like, yeah. make, if I'm five pounds over, I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger because I hate myself. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. So I'm like, I kind of just leave the scale. I just can't. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's about how we feel. And ideally we should be focusing on like how we feel and healing ourselves and how we're close to it. Cause then all the number on the scale tells you is your full mass at gravity. It doesn't tell you about your mood and how you're building your confidence and how you're learning to love yourself and you're learning new things in the kitchen and your energy is improving. It doesn't help you measure any of that, but we've been conditioned by school, right? I remember being in nutrition class and be like, oh yeah, like you your weight is important in your BMI and you like follow the food guide and you eat this many calories. If you want to lose weight, the doctor's telling the same thing. And again, the media, how many movies is the woman like needing to look perfect. And if she weighs in, in the numbers and what she wants to see, she's emotionally eating or the breakup happens. And then she's sitting on the bed with a bunch of food around her. Like we're it's, it was so normalized and so subliminally programmed into our mind for women to behave this way, to, to feel out of our power. Yeah. You're so right. Um, you know, that brings me, you, I was looking through your stuff and you said, because, you know, your, your, you know, profile about you and everything is, you know, with like food and helping, but you know, the no sugar coating podcast is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you said this and you said, not just the food that, um, not just the food that we could, that can impact our mental health, but the content we consume each day. And I thought, holy crap, because that is, that's such a powerful statement because it's, you know, it's not like, you know, you can't just, you know, work out and eat whatever. What are you actually doing, you know, for your mental health? And what do you, and you said like consume like the TV that is, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I am, gosh, I haven't read, this is bad, but I haven't read like a regular book in so long. I'm always listening to personal development. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to consume positivity, Yes, you know, and I haven't watched, this is, I haven't watched, um, law and order SVU. We have, uh, we have that over here. It's like special yeah. victims unit. And I, lo- I know I like appreciate that people love different things, but I'm like, it's for me, it's negative and it brings, you know, I'm like, I can't because it will make, put me in a name. I won't feel yeah. good after. Yeah. And I want to feel good. So it's like the stuff that we consume absolutely matters. Oh, a hundred percent. It does. Like I grew up idolizing celebrities and being like, Oh my gosh, like, I just need to do this, follow this workout in this magazine and I'll have this person's body. And like, I really, you know, have just woken up to like that. We've been conditioned to give our power away to others that we don't know. We've been conditioned to idolize people, other people and put them on pedestal pedestals when we really shouldn't be doing that. We should be learning how to love and idolize ourselves. And that it's not an arrogance. It's a love. It's a compassion to nurture, to be kind, to be gentle to ourselves. We're spending so much time and energy trying to be like someone you're likely never going to meet that you don't know their agenda. You don't know them yet. Like it's so put in our faces. And I personally think that um, editing disclaimer should have to be put on video and photo of photoshopping because everything is edited and photoshopped. Videos are heavily CGI'd and photoshopped. Like we're literally being sold an illusion. And so once I realized that, and that's why women hate themselves so much and are so programmed to diet and, you know, exercise and like be asphyxiated with their bodies. Well, that's what we've been sold for the last like 30, 40, 50 years. And we're not taught or empowered how to spot photoshopping or how to go and see something and not give our power away to it. And that's why it's so important to learn how to love ourselves and 
build food and body freedom, because then you're not comparing, you're not giving your power away. And instead of, you know, spending that energy on other false idols, we get to put it into taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves and improving our quality of life. And to me, that's what it's all about. Yes. I love that. Okay. So you said body freedom again. And I, I literally got chills when I was reading. Cause I was like, oh. you know, it really, it stopped me because I'm like, Oh, body freedom. Like how empowering does that feel to say you're like, Oh, I, I have body freedom. So how did you, and you, and you trademark this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So t- tell me about <laughs> that. Like, how do you, you just like, you know what? Body freedom is my thing. I'm um, like, how did you do that? Yeah. Well, it is. It's something I kept saying in the podcast and to my clients. And then I'm like, well, this really is about giving women body freedom because when you are in restriction and you're dieting and you're weighing in all the time, and then you're criticizing yourself because you've gained some weight and you don't like the way you look like to me, that's like almost like being in a food jail in a food prison, restriction prison, diet prison. Right. So it's like, when you start to understand why you've been thinking that way, because your thoughts dictate your behaviors, you start to understand why you're triggered to emotionally. You start to understand why you've almost been this like diet addiction cycle. Why have I been conditioned to dislike my body and, and asphyxiate on the weight as you learn these things about yourself and you heal your relationship with food and, and you balance your hormones and digestion and you build confidence and worthiness you really do step into freedom because now you're not a slave to the scale. You're not a slave to the diets, right? You are empowered. You can navigate your mindset. You have healthy ways to cope with stress and negative self-talk. And as you physically also feel better, you emotionally and mentally feel better because your energy is better. You have mental clarity, your cycles regular, you're not bloated anymore. Your cravings go away and it's freeing to be free of all of these things that keep perpetuating this vicious cycle. And when you have body freedom, like, your quality of life significantly improves because your relationship with yourself has improved. So then your relationships with others improve. You manifest more abundance. Your family life improves. You're more present. You look forward to going on the trip and wearing the bathing suit and you don't get nervous about it or make up excuses why you can't go. Like everything opens up. And that's why I was so connected to body freedom because it, it really is the key or the portal, like into the next phase of like the most incredible life that we all deserve to live. I love that body freedom. Is, yeah. You need, you need shirts. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need One hats. Day. Yeah. I love like, it. I love it. Maybe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like hashtag, you know, hashtag body freedom, you know, and, um, and bikinis, you need like bathing mm-hmm. suits, bikini, the whole thing. Cause I, I love that. I think that's awesome. So what, if somebody, you know, like what advice someone's listening and they're like, I, you know, they hear body freedom and they're like, how do I, how do I go for body freedom? Like, what's the first step you would give someone who's taking that first step towards body freedom? Mm -hmm. Number one, like have compassion for yourself. Try to be kind with yourself through the struggles with the scale and the body and the emotional eating, like whatever's going on. Don't be ashamed and embarrassed. You're human. A lot of us have been through it and just like I have healed, you can heal. Anyone can, if they really have the desire to go in that direction. I think the next thing is start becoming aware of your physical versus emotional hunger. So emotional hunger is any reason for eating other than physical nourishment. So if you're bored, you're tired, you're sad, you're watching TV and eating, multitasking and eating, you're giving into cravings, you got on the scale and you're not happy with the number, like that's all emotional. And 
physical hunger is eating when you're actually physically hungry. So you get a hunger signal, your stomach growls, you look at the clock and realize you haven't eaten in a few hours, your blood sugars drop. So you're like tired and dizzy and hangry and lightheaded, right? So you can tune into those physical hunger cues because what you're probably going to start to find is 90% of the time it's emotional hunger. And if it is, you can start exploring that, get a journal, piece of paper. Okay. Like what's maybe triggering me? Why am I feeling this way? Starting to build awareness around that is a very powerful first step because the first steps in dealing with this is around awareness. Um, I always encourage people to start building a self-care routine as well, like 10, 15 minutes a day. And then you can build upon that from there. Um, And if you're like, well, I'm already doing those things. And I feel like I'm just heavily struggling and nothing is getting better. You may want to get support from whomever like you resonate with that you feel safe reaching out to, because I can tell you when you work with someone that you really connect with and you relate to them and they can understand you because they've been through it too. They get to help hold you up when you fail, when things are heavy, when you're not doing well, and they help you more deeply understand the why so that you can fully step into that body freedom. Um, so some awareness to start with on your own, and then you can always, you know, check out podcasts and resources and, or actually work with someone to gain that freedom. So for you, you know, when you were going towards that, um, like, when did you feel like you, you made it like made it into this body free, like, okay, I, I feel great again, you know, like I'm out of the girl with the cookies in the trash can, you know, like. Totally. That was actually, I had just started school, like before I had started my business and I just, I went through some really heavy stuff with my parents and, um, like the love of my life. And it's funny cause now we've been together for the last five and a half years. So it's funny how things work out, but, um, yeah. And so I went through this heaviness and I, I binged and then it was just like, I don't, this feels so wrong now. And I stopped and I was like, I I know I have the power to deal with this. I have the tools. I love myself. I'm going to be helping other women with it. And it really, it's like something within me just like clicked. And I was like, I really love myself. I had these butterflies and these chills come over me and everything that I had been working on healing over the last five or six years, it just clicked. And the irony of it is, is it, it clicked when my hormones were so out of whack that I had gained all the weight back and I wasn't binging. But I needed that to happen because I needed to learn that self-love isn't about the body and the weight. It is that internal feeling. And I swear to you, after that happened, it just like fell off and I didn't have to do anything for that weight or that protection to come off because I was treating myself with such love and compassion and kindness. And and that's what my body wanted to teach me. That's so awesome. I love this. So what's the next step for you? Like, does it where does it go next for you? I mean, you like, I mean, really, I, I truly think women are so inspiring to, to hear people that are at their lowest of their low and then choose to, instead of just wallow in that, to use that as inspiration for other people. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a special place in heaven. There's like these special seats and God puts them there and he's like, (laughs) you can sit here, you get the golden seat because I challenged you, you know, with the worst of the worst and you overcame. And it's one thing just to overcome, but then to pay that forward to others I mean, that uh, you're like a saint, you know, like that's, you know, that's what people do. I mean, you know, and I think it's incredible. And then to turn this into a business is how much fun is that, that you get Mm -hmm. to like have this as a business to help others share your story, which is also really hard because it's not like a pretty story, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's a hard story to share, 
So, I mean, where, you know, what happens next for you, like for you and your business and like you in life and like, where, what is your, what is your goal next? Yeah. Well, for me, it's honestly, I want to help as many women gain body freedom and food freedom as I can. Like, that's why I'm here. That's why I went through the experience. And so continuing to, you know, reach as many women as I can, whether it's I'm supporting them in one-on-one coaching or they're listening to the podcast or they join an online program. So for me, a next phase of my business is developing more online programs where I can, you know, do a group setting and connect with more women who, um, you know, maybe want a taste of things before they commit to a private coaching, or maybe they love being in a group setting and in a community of other women and supporting each other. Um, so that's a big next phase and expansion of my business. I'm continuing to share the podcast and continuing to connect with other like-minded women and being in a community where we're supporting each other. I think that's so important. Um, so those are for me, just like the next areas of expansion with my business. And then just in life, I think it's like just so deeply honoring and taking care of myself and honoring my energy. There's a lot of different energies going on in the world right now. So being grounded and being in my heart is so important for me in my life and my, you know, family and everything. And then to show up and be able to hold space and support my clients. So that's for me, what I'm focusing on right now and, and holding this ground while the world, you know, wakes up and goes through what it needs to go to, to get to the other side. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, you're sorry, you know, about meeting other women. I feel like, I don't know if you, you probably feel this way too, but since I started to love myself, you know, it, makes it so much more fun to meet other inspiring women. Like you're more open, you know, like to meeting other amazing women and not having that like comparison, but more like you're awesome and you're awesome and we can be awesome. But it's, it really does start with that mental, like loving myself first. And then I can Mm -hmm. like put that love into other people. Agreed. And there's no competition when you love yourself and realize we're all equal and no one's better than anyone else. And we all together are so powerful. I totally agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So where can people find you? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, People Um, are going to want to find you. Like I love (laughs) following your Instagram, um, following her on Instagram and then you have all of the things. So how can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on amberapproved.ca. That is my website. I have a free emotional eating quiz. You can apply and book a 30 minute body freedom call there. If you want to connect and explore coaching, all my online programs are there. The podcast is there to listen to. Um, You can also listen to the no sugar coding podcast available on all podcast apps. And I'm on Instagram and it's my name, Amber Romaniuk, R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K. Good. Well, I will share that. I have, I'll share that in a blog and I'll share that on Instagram and all the things and thank you tag the heck out of you. So everyone make sure that when you listen, you tag her, um, you know, go and find her. I, I mean, I think just the support of, you know, give her a shout out, you know, say that you listen, that's always helpful. And it's always nice to hear what people gain from this, you know? Mm. And so, um, I think so you, you touched on so many things that I believe so many of us women can relate to. Um, so I really appreciate you being so like, open and selflessly telling your story and, and continuing to tell so many people because they really are going to change so many lives with that. Well, thank you. I so appreciate you. And thank you for having me to share my story today. Yes. All right, everyone. I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to the inspire her podcast. 
Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.